It's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. Here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well, well, well. Stand up and be counted on this. Well, it ain't Monday. I almost said Reaction Monday. It's not Reaction Monday. It is actually Reaction Tuesday. Okay. It's Reaction Tuesday, even though we normally have Reaction Mondays. But since it was Labor Day, we didn't get to have one. And so we're having a Reaction Tuesday today here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes at your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Well, stand up and be counted. Raise your hand, okay, if you had LSU winning the national championship. Come on. Raise your hand, LSU. It's the Florida State Band version of uh, the chop, whatever you call this. (laughs) Come on. Uh, listen, LSU didn't just get beat on Monday night. I'm sorry, on uh, Sunday night. They got bullied and knocked around and shoved around like I'm talking. I couldn't believe it. To that extent, I really couldn't believe it. So that was one thing. All right, so so look, I, here's the deal, y'all. I have no earthly idea where to start on this day. You're going to have to kind of help me. <laughs> with what direction you want to go here. And we can go any number of directions. And we've got, thankfully, two whole hours to go any direction we want to go. But you've got the opener for State. you got the opener for Ole Miss. I didn't see any of Ole Miss's, but you can take a look at the score and kind of tell how that one went. Um, You've got Colorado and Deion Sanders beating TCU in that first game. Um, I didn't watch it live. I listened to it on the radio, actually. I listened to the to the TCU radio broadcast, a good portion of it, as I was in the car on Saturday. And, uh, of course, didn't see the results. And so I went back over the weekend, went back and watched the game. And you talk about fun to watch. I mean, that I can only imagine what it was like to watch that game live between Colorado TCU and watching Shadur Sanders go off and set a school record with yards passing, 500-something yards passing, four TDs. He was so good and and really upstaged only by Travis Hunter, the Jackson State transfer who played all those snaps for Colorado. And it was just, okay, so I can only imagine what it was like watching it live because even knowing the result and watching the replay was an incredibly fun game to watch when you hadn't seen the actual plays and listening to Gus Johnson call it on Fox, the whole thing was outstanding. So that, you know, blew everybody's top off. Milrow and Alabama, they played Middle Tennessee, but that guy, I've been, I've been telling you, he, he is an unreal athlete. He's next level. Look, he's playing quarterback, and all the coaches at Alabama say he's the fastest player on their football team. And he kind of showed that off a little bit. And so, look, go ahead and... You know, if he's healthy, he's automatic, buy a ticket, sit down, must watch Milrow, this guy at Alabama. He is unreal, okay? He really is. 
Uh, he's the next thing. And, you, you know, so there's so many different places and directions you can go. Clemson losing last night to Duke, and they didn't just, you know, people are saying, well, this is an upset. Well, why? Why was it an upset? Are you saying that Duke was, uh, you know, that Duke beating Clemson was a quote unquote upset because Clemson was ranked in the preseason and Duke wasn't? Find me a better example of how dumb preseason polls are. There's your example right there last night. Okay, because I'm telling you, Duke is a much better football team than Clemson. They could play that game. I watched every snap of it. They could play that game 10 times, and Duke's going to win all 10 of them. You hear me? Run, tell it. They can play it in Clemson. Duke's going to beat them every time. They're a better team. <laughs> they are. And, but we, so you can call it an upset if you want to. I, again, anywhere you want to go, that stuff's good with me. Um, I have, uh, you know, in several different shapes, forms, and fashions, um, taken a look at and sort of, you know, analyzed and broken down State's game against Selah. You know, they very much overmatched them. Selah is actually a pretty good FCS team, but – um, but, you know, State kind of overwhelmed them once they got their legs under them, got going. I had a like a recap video put on YouTube yesterday, a film study. It's 15 plays from the game went up on the YouTube channel. So many of y'all may have already seen that. You may be, since that happened all the way back on Saturday, you, you may be ready to move on. But certainly that's on the table too. So any anything you want to get into today uh, is cool with me. And so a quick reminder there are several ways for you to be a part of the show, and I hope you will be today. It's a Reaction Tuesday. kind of feels like a Monday. Happy Labor Day. Belated. Hope you had a good one. Enjoy the day off. You can text the show on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. It is the best. Walk up in there and say, Country Pleasing, please. They'll know what you're talking about. They'll hook you up. Uh, the number to text, 885-3776, 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember the text line is 885-ESPN, got it? 885-ESPN. Also, call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The number to call, 995-1059. Nine nine five, one zero five nine. That'll get you in here. I get to hear your voice. We can just chat it up together here uh, on the phone line, and then also comment on the live stream. Hey to y'all! If you're on the live stream, hey to you on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Drop a comment on the Murray West live stream. Just type it in, hit it, and it pops up on my Murray West live thread right here. Speaking of thread, if you have some sort of need for custom apparel. And then maybe let's just use this hat as an example. <laughs> See this handy-dandy hat I'm wearing with the MW logo? It stands for Matt Wyatt. No, it doesn't. It really stands for Murray West. Okay. They are a local company to Mississippi here, a great company that's been specializing in custom apparel for, well, not count up the years, all the way back to 1996. They can do, you know, medium-sized jobs all the way up to the very big jobs. They're working with folks like Ole Miss Athletics and Genteel and all points in between, and they do a fine job with all types of embroidery and screen and anything you might need. So check them out, murraywest.com. That's Murray, M-U-R-R-Y. There's no E in there. There ain't no E in Murray. <laughs> M-U, or A, for that matter. M-U-R-R-Y, 
murraywest.com. And if you haven't already, follow them on Instagram, at murraywestofficial, the Murray West live thread. And we're going to get to a bunch of those. So everybody's already getting in here. Will, Sven, Gene on Facebook, JS290, Vern, Gail, John, Ralph, Chuck, coming to everybody. Okay? Coming to everybody. Let me hit the text line here real quick. First up, PT for MSU. I got your link, and I had not seen this. The first text I got today is something that I need to take time to read all the details, and then we can discuss it. But there's a story out there about a former Florida football player who's suing everybody because there was, like, guaranteed money in an NIL deal that he's not getting that somehow involves his NFL prospects. And so thanks for sending that along, PT. I had not seen it, and I will read it and kind of get versed on it pretty soon. Uh, J-Rock, listen, I had not seen this, and and this is a, this is an absolute punch in the gut here. J-Rock just texted the show and said, hey, Matt, I didn't know if you saw this, but Coach Shanks passed away. Um, you talking about Coach Doug Shanks, who would call the show quite often? We got to hear from him a lot here on the show. Um, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, so that just kind of whew, that stops me dead in my tracks. It really does, J Rock. Uh, if you you know have any details that you want to or can share with me, I'd love to have those. I didn't know. Really, really, really enjoyed talking to and hearing from Coach Shanks. Hogjow, country pleasing text line says, "Wow." We fans and sports writers sure do overreact, overact or overreact. He said, after only week one, all I've heard this morning is fire Brian Kelly. Dabo must go. Coach Prime is coach of the year. He said, I wonder what's going to happen week two. <laughs> it's so true. And speaking of that, okay, Hogjow, like minds here. Like minds. Beaver. My man Beaver said the same thing to me before we started the show today. He said, Matt, I'm just thinking about all the stuff that people are going to react, overreact to today after one week of football. Hey, Beaver. Hey, Matt Wyatt. You see what Hogjow sent us on the text line? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big overreaction <laughs> week. Yeah. So maybe I should have titled the live stream over here, Overreaction Monday. Yeah. But so you, remember, remember we had talked about that last Monday. Yep. Actually, because you were talking about, oh, we're in game week. And I says to you, I says, yeah, we're also about to experience some crazy overreaction eight yeah. days from now. That was last Monday. Right. That was a, And you're right. Here we are eight days later. And, and, and just like Hog Jow said, he's seeing people going, you know, fire Brian Kelly at LSU. Get rid of Dabo at Clemson. Coach Prime is obviously going to be the coach of the year. <laughs> and then now we get to go watch week two. Let's see, Hogjow, you're not the only one who's thought about the overreaction stuff. Uh, Tim texts the show, says, Coach Bowden is smiling. That was a beatdown in the second half. It was ever more a physical. That's the thing about it. It wasn't like Florida State just made plays against LSU. They also physically just pushed them around and bullied them. Line of scrimmage, linebacker safeties, hits on ball carriers, harassing a quarterback. I, you know, I didn't expect to see all that. You know, you could certainly see a path where they lose, but 
Not like that. Got taken out behind a woodshed and just beat up by Florida State. They really did. Uh, unnamed texter, country pleasing text line, says, remember when I said it boils down to the LSU game for State? Well, I take that back. It might boil down to the State game for them. Ha-ha, they look like hot garbage. Well, see, and that's the thing, too. They, Florida I really came away from it feeling like it was a deal where Florida State looked that good. I mean, when you, especially you watch the first half, I mean, LSU has players. Um, people are really down on Daniels. I didn't think he played terribly. Like, you know, maybe he missed a play or two, but I didn't think he played awful. I, I In fact, I thought he did a lot of really good things. It's just I thought Florida State just was that much better. Florida State looked world class. I know it's one game. Okay, but, you know, I don't I, – I really don't come away from that game of going – LSU is hot garbage. I don't think they are. I think they're actually pretty good. I think they're going to win a bunch of games. I just think Florida State was that much better. I'm willing to give them credit until we see otherwise. It's funny how we react to those different things that way. All right, uh, flip it over here. The Murray West live thread. Check them out. Custom apparel, embroidery. Right here in Mississippi and New Albany, a great family-owned company that has grown and grown, and they're doing big things, and they'll do big things for you. Check them out, murraywest.com. Will commented on YouTube and said, Hail State, Matt, the only thing better than a long weekend is a long weekend with college football. He gave it. He said uh, he enjoyed the film study and the recap of the C-Log game. You can find all of that over there on YouTube if you want to check that out on the YouTube channel. I hadn't seen it already. Sven is in from Germany. On the uh, Murray West live thread, he says Jaden Daniels is not the answer. Says he was overwhelmed and seriously helpless. Well, see, again, I didn't watch it and feel like he was, you know, tremendously overwhelmed or helpless himself. I just felt like Florida State was that much of a better football team than the one he was playing on. That's the way it looked. And, and I, it's, it's actually, again, it's less of a knock on LSU and more of a nod to Florida State. They looked great. Uh, Gene commented on Facebook, said North Carolina and Florida State were auditioning to join the SEC. Well, I promise you, they both fit right in. I mean, North Carolina made South Carolina look bad. Here's what I will say about this. The, some of the way that I hear people reacting to LSU, some of the things they're saying about LSU, uh, in that Florida State game, is how I actually felt about South Carolina in the North Carolina game. Is I thought they did look bad, and I thought Rattler did look a little bit overwhelmed, and I did not think I came away feeling like they're that you know as good a team as somebody said they might be. And I, you're pointing to their win over Clemson last year, but what about Clemson? You know, all this stuff is tied together in one way or the other. Uh, Will said, Matt, have you been able to check out any of the Colorado games? Shadur and Travis Hunter were better than expected. Okay. On that note, I, I, like I said a minute ago, I listened to it on the radio on Saturday, a portion of it. Then I see the final score. I then, when I got back home, I went back and watched the game over again. And even knowing the result, watching the game, was it was so much fun. Two offenses going back and forth. You know, we'll, we'll see what the teams do against the rest of their schedule. But this I do know. You just haven't seen a bunch of athletes come through college football like Travis Hunter. <laughs> he's he's next level receiver. He's next level out there at corner. 
He does stuff that others just don't do, right? He catches balls you're not supposed to catch. All of that kind of stuff. But he's not all they have. You know, if you're not careful, Will, like if somebody didn't watch it, what you're saying, and you came away, you might get the impression that this was all the Travis Hunter show. Let me tell you something. They've got a good offense. they got a big tight end who's a threat. Their offensive line was good. I love their backs. They had two or three other receivers that are really good, and they all were elevated by Shadur Sanders. That kid, you talk about making a you know, step and growing throughout his career – Man, in that game, I think the thing that impressed me the most about Sanders was the times that he did have people around him, collapsing pocket, even at times getting hit or pressured. It didn't affect him at all. You know, mechanically, he's so good. You know what he looked like to me? Now, this is going to be a strange comparison for a lot of y'all, but for some it won't. But just trust me on it. When it comes to these kind of things, I generally have confidence in what I'm looking at and my opinions on this. And I bet you could go back and watch it and you'd say, oh, I see some similarity here. He is like a Teddy Bridgewater with much more juice in his arm. If you go back and watch Bridgewater when he was in college at Louisville, we forget that he was a really high draft pick. He's won a bunch of games in the NFL, started, had the catastrophic injury that interrupted his NFL career. But Bridgewater in college was ultra, ultra accurate. It was one thing that was so cool about watching him is he made it look easy. And mechanically, he was always the same. He never had got his feet out of line and everything. So technically, from a quarterback standpoint, Bridgewater was fun to watch. But he was so like precisely accurate with the football and on time and such a catchable ball and a pretty spiral all the time. And, you know, I enjoyed watching him play. But when you would watch Bridgewater back then, it would jump out at me just how, you know, precision he was and accurate he was in college. And he'd make things look easy and how consistent his mechanics were. But you never watched him and go, oh, boy, that deep ball right there was powerful. But you watch Shadur, Shadur Sanders, you feel the same way. Mechanics are always right, um, kind of prototypical. You know, he's playing the position, is is not getting up too up too down. And at times there'd be people around him and it's boom and it's 40, 45, 50. He is fun to watch. I I was I just enjoyed watching it. They're really good. I mean, genuinely really good. What else we got here? All right, let's go to Facebook. Vern is uh Tuning into the show, watching Forever Bulldog, listening from Melbourne, Florida. Well, welcome to the show from down there in the Sunshine State. Gail said hello to us on Facebook as well on the Murray West live thread. John said, "What do you think about the Spivey situation with the NCAA?" We talked about that last week, some John, and you know, um, I think it is a little bit ridiculous, but um, you know, I understand why they're not playing him. You can't play him or else they won't let you go to a bowl game. You need to go to a bowl game. And maybe they get him eligible. I talked to some people this weekend that felt like, you know, that maybe there's a chance they figure out a way to get him eligible during the year at some point, just not here, you know, at the beginning uh, of the year. More on the comments on the uh, Murray West live thread coming up for now. Back over to the country pleasing text line. Uh, Blaine from Kosciuszko said his Georgia Bulldogs looked kind of sickly. You know, and there's some transition going on over there, right, particularly at quarterback. 
but they're going to be fine. They're so loaded. You know, they're going to be fine. Uh, a Big D Texas show said Beaver was way off on Coach Prime, though. Yeah, so far. <laughs> so far. Let's see what happens in week two, yes. week three. <laughs> right, Beaver? Yes, Big D was the first one. I knew, I knew it. Yes. So people have a sad, quite a sad desire these days to say, oh, you were wrong. You yeah. were wrong. You're yeah, wrong. about the game, I was wrong. I was wrong. I picked them to lose. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. But people that really listen, 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 and don't just hear what they want, my my problem with Deion Sanders the whole time is just that he just runs his mouth. He doesn't even talk like a normal human being. And that part didn't change. I don't know if you saw him at the press conference, Yeah, but it was ridiculous. So I did see some of that. That yeah. part. I'm not wrong about and never going to be wrong about because I view that as trash. But, yeah, game-wise, I thought they were going to lose. I was wrong. Oh, no, I picked a football game wrong. <laughs> well, and look, it was a back-and-forth deal, too. It took a late fourth-quarter deal. And, man, that, that, that Shadur Sanders is just he, – he is a light show. He is a laser light show. Just get your popcorn, man. So hats off to them. And yes, I got a text here. Unnamed texture said, how about Juice Kiffin fetching the kicking tee? I promise you, maybe the best thing I saw on, on X all weekend was when that dog, Kiffin's dog, runs off the sideline and picks up the tee and brings it back. It is the best thing ever. The dog is totally focused and, you know, unencumbered by any of the crowd or the noise. It was awesome. There was a lot of awesome this weekend, and we're going to continue to get in on that when we come back. I'm Matt. Just getting started on this Tuesday. Stick around. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, back with you. Here we go. More comments, opinions, otherwise reaction of the weekend of college football, the opening weekend. So uh, thanks for tuning in here on this Tuesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Uh, a text on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-3776. That's the number to text, 885-3776. Don from Madison said, Matt, any idea where there was no replay shown at the state game on Saturday? We would have uh, would have been good to actually see the block pun again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I noticed that, you know, um, I'll be honest with you, Don, like from my perspective, I'm in the radio booth, right? And uh, we have a television up on the wall uh, behind us to the side. And in years past, we would always, before the replay thing actually got up and going, they, you know, it used to be a little more hit or miss, you know, and it wasn't as consistent. And we would keep the television broadcast of the game going on that television in the booth because you'd watch the play live. But then you could, I could turn around and then look at it on TV, and there's always a slight delay, so I'd kind of see the play again. I could watch what I wanted to watch. And um, 
I got away from doing that the last two to three years because at the home games in Davis Wade, every play was shown in replay up on a video board in one angle or another. So I stopped looking at the TV. I we watched the play happen. If I wanted to see a replay, I just look at the video board because. And so Saturday, it was odd that they weren't doing it. And so when I realized after a few plays they weren't giving us replays, I turned around and looked at our television, and we didn't have it on the TV broadcast. It was just on the in-house feed, which is the same as the video board. And eventually uh, we switched that over, and we just started using that. And, yeah, so I don't know the answer to that, and I wonder if there's a reason or if it was just a, a flub on somebody's part. All right, uh, Beer Slayer Texas Show said LSU quit on Brian Kelly. They gave up. Could be trouble if it continues in Stark Vegas. Well, you know, I mean, it, yeah, it could be Florida State made LSU submit physically in that second half. You cannot say that often, really over the years about an LSU team. They've lost some games, but I haven't watched many where a team made them submit, like tap out. Florida State did that to them in that second half. Now, you can turn it around. It's a non-conference loss if you're LSU. Um, They can be a good football team for sure. Last year they turned it around, went on and beat Alabama. And again, I'll bring it up. Somebody mentioned it. Juice Kiffin, the dog, fetching the tea on the (laughs) fest. was the best thing i didn't see any of their game i didn't get to you could see the final score and know what it was about but when i saw those the video of this thing of this dog sprinting off the side to get the tee and sprinting back and i saw someone posted the uh transcript of lane kiffin being asked about that in the post game and then one he said he didn't even know it was going to happen so it's his dog he had no idea that they were doing that but he also mentioned wild rose kennels just outside of Oxford there, um, having trained him, and he'd seen him do it with ducks and everything, which that place, and that that story of that place is unbelievable also. But I have a soft spot for dogs. Watching that dog run out there and get the tea was awesome. We need more of that. Let's get some other animals, train them up, see what happens. Maybe. Uh, Louvier texts the show. What's up, Louvier? He said LSU had the ball on the five-yard line after two plays. They got zero points. That, in my opinion, was a very ominous way to start. Well, again, it spoke to sort of the physicality of Florida State. I agree. Ominous way to start. But he said on a different subject, Travis Hunter is a man. 129 snaps in the Texas heat, and he was a real force on both sides of the ball. He said, color me impressed, sign go Saints. 129 snaps, and after the game said he wanted to keep playing. He's fine. He's good to go. Let's play some more. Fletcher texts the show, said, Matt, I agree with you. FSU looks really good. As a state fan, I kind of hate that LSU got manhandled like that. Now they're going to come to start with playing for their pride. And it's true. It's true. Their pride got challenged the other night. And they, they got some pride to play for the rest of the way. Bama fan texts the show and said, uh, what do you say? And I am not going and have not overreacted to Alabama's quarterback play. Jalen Milrow reminds me of Vince Young. Said he's pretty darn good. That's why Saban has been smiling. Ha ha ha. Ohio State is garbage, he says. 
He says, no overreaction to the Alabama quarterback play. That is why Saban has been smiling. Okay, here's the thing. Um, you know, who does he remind you of? I think he's much faster than Vince Young ever thought about being. That's what I think about Milrow and those throws that he made. And one of them, he gets just absolutely tattooed and planted and throws a 45, 50-yard touchdown. I, I saw some practice uh, at Alabama a few years ago when he was first there, and his mechanics are so tight and so perfect throwing a football. And he's he's not built like a typical you know, lanky quarterback. He's muscular. He's built like a running back, and he runs like a running back. They say he's the fastest guy on the team. And you just, you can see, like, and I've said it here, you know, as a coach, the pressure's on you. You got to get him, an athlete like that coached up. Because if you do, and it starts to click up here, then look out. Now, that was Middle Tennessee. He'll play better defenses. But, you know, an athlete like that with confidence, hey, look out. That's all I'm going to say about that. Look out. All right, let's see what we have here. Back over on the uh, Murray West live thread on the live stream. You got folks on YouTube. You got uh, folks on Twitter, folks on Facebook commenting, putting stuff in here. Uh, Timothy commented on the uh, Murray West live thread. He goes, his rankings are one Bama, two FSU, three Vols. How about that? JS290 said, I enjoy Coach Prime being Coach Prime. There you go. There's a fan of Coach Prime right there. Uh, Timothy went ahead and said it. He said the silent part out loud. Timothy said, who's going to be Florida's new coach next year? <laughs> yeah, who's that uh, going to be? I don't know. You think they'll be You think they'll be looking? Now, here we have a comment on YouTube from Mississippi Delta Boy on the Murray West live thread. It says, my opinion is we're going to go back to the Dan Mullen type of offense, uh, then we need to start Mike Wright, the new, and he thinks the new Florida coach will be Deion Sanders. Uh, Mike Wright for Mississippi State, backup quarterback, got a few snaps the other day, the team's second leading rusher, lightning fast, uh, had a 50-plus, all he needed was that one block at the end, it's a score. Uh, Just about every carry he had went for at least a first down, didn't it? And he's such a change of pace. And, you know, it's obvious that in this scheme, okay, you go out there and it's a first, you know, Woody goes for over 100 yards rushing. First time you have a 100-yard rusher since prior to the air raid. Uh, First time you had a 300-yard rushing performance as a team prior to the air, since prior to the air raid. And so that being the identity and tight ends getting in there and, you know, you're running it more. Then you just... You can't have an athlete and a player like Mike Wright, who is a senior, okay, who anybody that's been out there and been around him, the kid's a leader. Like, he's locked in. Um, he's team first. He's, he's, inter- he's a ball of energy. Um, and one of your fastest players, if you know, right up there with the fastest on offense, with a lot of experience that can easily take snaps and do stuff. They didn't throw a single pass with him the other day, just ran the ball and let him read stuff. You have to use that guy in your offense. You got to use him. And then the key is how and when and how you game plan. So you have another tool, but again, pressure goes back on the coaching staff to week to week, situationally matchups. How are we going to use them and do what? Somebody asked me yesterday, 
And so, you know, he didn't throw, they didn't let him throw a single pass in the game the other day. How bad of a passer is he? Well, and my response was, okay, he really struggled throwing the ball, I thought, in the spring. I wondered if he had had an arm injury or something. He's thrown it much better in fall camp. But when you look, I mean, he was the starter at Vanderbilt for two years, SEC games and other stuff for two years. Now, both years at Vandy, he got hurt. He played in 10 games his first year as the starter. He played in 10 games his second year as the starter. He missed a couple of games in both years because of being banged up and stuff. So in two years as the starter at Vandy, 20 games, right at 2,000 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions, a 2-1. to one. So the deal is Mike Wright is not the passer that Will Rogers is. You can and will do things in the pass game with Will Rogers that you can't do with him. You can and will do things in the pass game and in your offense with Will that you have to do if you want to win games. By the same token, you can do some things with Mike Wright out there that you can't do with Will Rogers out there. So you got to figure out how and when to do it. And can he throw the ball effectively in some games? Yeah. If that offense is running the ball and threatening people consistently doing it, and I think they got a little ways to go. We probably need to get into that next. But if they, they get there and they continually threaten people running the ball, then Wright is absolutely a guy. You can let him throw the ball some in certain situations, give him that option, and really threaten a defense that way too. And he absolutely can do it. And just because he didn't get the opportunity to do it Saturday in the first game of the year that really doesn't mean anything. Lots of texts and comments, as you can imagine. Recapping the weekend. Stick around. All right, back with you. Let's get going. I, you know, this is the way it does. Every year, once football season rolls around and be, games begin to happen, we'll come back in here on Mondays and, of course, this week of Tuesday because of Labor Day. And it's like the we're all going so fast and reacting so quickly and so many things we want to get into that it's hard to – it's actually hard to get it, get to all of it. Um, and uh, it just seems to really speed up. And then the time goes by quickly, but – it sure is nice to hear from everybody. So if you're, you know, texting the show, if you're on the Murray West live thread over there commenting on the live stream, thanks so much. I just really do appreciate it. It makes it so much fun uh, for me, and I hope it does for you as well. And don't forget, you can call me as well. We'll, t- we'll chat it up. Love to hear your voice also. Uh, call me. Let me know what you thought about the weekend. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. That's the number out of text, 995-1, uh, to call, sorry, that's the number to call, 995-1059. Uh, Dennis, formerly of Omaha, now he's talking about Juice Kiffin, the dog, running out there and getting the tee after the kickoff, which might have been the coolest thing I saw all weekend long. He said, uh, y- your reference to getting other animals to run out of the field and get the kicking tee. He says, no cat ever born will submit to such a task. <laughs> it's true. Okay, you can't train a cat to do it. But there are other animals we could train to do that, I, I really believe. I mean, a duck, you know, maybe. You're going to be training a duck. <laughs> a monkey. 
I mean, come on. Uh, Nick texts the show and says, heck, my dog does that with my workbooks almost every day. I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. Now, Nunya texts the show on the Country Pleasing text line at 885-3776. Country Pleasing Sausage. I ate the last of my supply. It, the last piece I ate was yesterday morning. It was um, the original smoked sausage flavor. And... Uh, I'm out. Okay, so I need some more. I need some more badly. Nunya texts the show and says, I'm kind of worried about the state offense. It doesn't seem to have a spark. Well, you know, uh, here's a couple of observations. Let me know what you think about this, Nunya. They, they didn't really have a lot of sink and flow and maybe even lack just a little bit of confidence in the early part of that first half. Of course, the incomplete on the first third down, it was a really good read. They just didn't hook up on the throw. And that got them off the field, you know, some of those things. But as the game went on, they just they got more and more confident and they got stronger, which you would expect. They got a little bit more depth than an FCS team, right? And that's kind of the way that should go. But to your point, I, I do feel like the old um, adage of teams will improve between week one and week two more so than any other week in the year. When I think that needs to happen for State, particularly on offense. Um, you know, they, they've got a little ways to go offensively. And when I, when I say that, they were really clean. They did not have any penalties on offense. No pre-snap, no false starts, none of that kind of stuff. They were really clean and really sharp in that way. They threw for a high completion percentage. The ball was not on the ground a bunch. They didn't go a ton of incompletes. Um, what was it, 70%, I think Will was. You know, they didn't turn it over in the air, no picks. They didn't fumble. They went for two touchdowns. They rushed for 300 and a bunch of scores. You know, they did all these, you know, really good things. Uh, they played a lot of people, too, Nunya. That's the thing about it. I, I watched the game and all the rotation of personnel thinking at times, yeah, you know, they when they get in week two and week three, some of this, not all, but some of this rotation at these positions is going to slow down a little bit. Um, now, tight end's a different story because you can't really rotate a whole lot there. But, but you know, that they're still on a little bit in that first game, game atmosphere, different opponent, even though you sort of overmatch them, I still feel like it was a little bit of a fact-finding mission for the whole team and for the uh, staff. So, yeah, I, I think offensive line, too, you know, the players are there. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not so sure that they don't have a couple of young offensive tackles who are really pushing and making a case for some playing time. And so we'll see. Maybe they start to get that. You know, Generally, as the season goes on, you're going to feel more comfortable with experience versus inexperience. But I like all the pieces. I love the running back room. Uh, I wish that they had gotten a ball to Justin Robinson on the outside a little more. You'd love to see them get Roberson involved just a little more, but that's just going to require finding those opportunities and not missing them. They tried to go to Robinson for a touchdown post, and he got it open, and Will missed him. He just missed him. Ball sailed backfield on him, back you know across the field instead of a, or up the field instead of across the field. 
you know, a few things like that. But, you know, I would say that I didn't come out of it worried about the offense at all. I, I just came away from it going, okay, I bet they whittle some of the the personnel options down by the time they get to week three when you're going to play a, a conference game. But I bet also they'll be a whole lot more confident in what they're doing to start a ball game than they were this past week. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. And I think they're going to need to be. I think your offensive line has got to play better overall. They did a pretty decent job, certainly, as the game went on. And, you know, you go put up 500 yards of offense and, what was it, 41 offensive points and high completion percentage, no turnovers, and zero penalties in a ball game. I think you got something to work on, you know, work with there. And and to your point directly, Nunya, you say explosive, uh, you know, a spark. I, I think in the right situations and with the right chemistry, I think your your sparks on offense are 14, Mike Wright, 85, the freshman Whittemore, and 5, Tulu. And we didn't get to see Xavion out there either. You know, we didn't. He, he's supposed to come back this week. And... Um, and I, I, Seth Davis at running back is the kind of guy who, from a speed standpoint, can do some of that stuff for you too. But you just you can't get Woody off the field, and you're not going to. He's your every down offense going through him. He is a yards maker. And um, yeah, so there's some thoughts on it. Let me know what you think. I'd, I'd love to know what you think. Let's head over to the live stream, the Murray West live thread. Let's see what we have over here. Um, <clears throat> Here's what Mississippi Delta Boy said. Mike Wright would be like Chris Relf with this type of offense we are running. And a big difference is, you know, uh, Mike Wright would, from a speed standpoint, run circles around Chris Relf. Chris Relf would just run over you. It could be fourth and three, and they would, they would like, look at the defense and go, hey, Chris is keeping it here, and just keeping. He'd still make three and a half and get a first down. You know, 240-pound quarterback just running through people. So two different types, maybe similar in terms of, you know, scheme or, or approach, but that'd be about it. Sven commented and said, Wright can't throw the deep ball. With him as a starter, every team loads the box and we are cooked. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he hit some in the pay. He's capable. It's just about consistency. It's not about are you capable of doing it once. No, can you consistently do it 15 times in a row? If you can, you have something. If you can't, then it's really hit or miss. Is is kind of what that's about. Uh, Jimmy on YouTube said, the O-line didn't look lost. That was my biggest takeaway. They got better as the game went on. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Yeah, better as the game went on and just got a little more confident. You know, what I really like, too, is the team as a whole, they were up and kind of in control of the game, you know, whatever, but they hadn't been – they hadn't really played their best in the first half by any stretch. And, man, they came out of the locker room – and we're on really on both sides of the ball, we're much more physical. It's like we, we heard Jay Perry came to us. He's our sideline reporter on a radio broadcast, and he said, hey, in the locker room, there, you know, a little bit of scheme, but mainly Coach Turner and some of the guys were just saying, look, guys, you got to be more physical. Get off blocks, make blocks, throw blocks. 
be more physical than them. Play a little harder than you're playing. And boy, did they ever in the second half. Defense was just dominant in the second half. And I thought, you know, even offensively more physical. I got a, a tweet here from Jeff that said Pittman was a workhorse. And, yeah, the few carries that he got, I was really impressed. The running back group is loaded now. I, they're good and physical, and they seem to really fit the scheme. And, and really probably should say it the other way around. The scheme really seems to fit them. Like they, You could tell they identified, okay, this is a good group, and we're going to kind of build it around them. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, says, just how well does he, meaning Mike Wright, need to throw the ball when the defense starts coming up to stop him running? He said Darren McFadden threw the ball like a six-year-old girl, but it worked with no defense back there. And that's it. I mean, like, really, if you're really gashing them with your run game and threatening them with your run game, then you just you can get people open and you'll get those opportunities. Um, so, I mean, he will throw some when he's in there for sure. But it's such a change of pace. It's going to be uh, – it's going to really help you on third and ones. You get across the 50, get in a third and one, put him in there, and then they jump all over your run game and defend it, and then you get that one-on-one and try to throw a bomb, and some of that stuff's going to happen. The run game creates all that for you. That's hour one. Wow. Where'd it go? In the books. Hour two coming up right after this in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around.